This episode of the Greeny Podcast is brought to you in part by... Tune into Character Crunch, where we talk about all things geeky and nerd-related. From comic books to TV shows, we got you covered. Live every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, and on demand at dayspace.com and iTunes. This is not your mom's podcast. This is pure, random chaos. Welcome to the Greeny Podcast. What's up, everybody? Uh, JJ here from the Greeny Podcast Show uh, Bringing you episode 29 Straight from the Armpit Studio Here's my man, your host, Greeny What is up everybody And welcome to the 29th episode Like JJ said uh, 29 episodes, that's that's kind of amazing uh, What's up Joe? What's up JJ? How's everybody Get, going guys? We're getting up there We're going we're gonna to hit the big 3-0 next week bro Yeah, yeah, definitely three, 30 episodes next week And uh like I said, it's been an uh, awesome ride with you guys. Um, I, we've, oh, come, we've, we've come a long way since. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. From, I should I should have saved I should have saved all my all my new graphics for the thirtieth episode. Uh, yeah, it's well, cool. the, the new graphics. Yeah, it, I like the graphics. Oh, if, you're, yeah. uh, if, if you guys are uh, watching this on YouTube, um, or or I think through Day Space now too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Day Space. Uh, be, you should be able to notice that we have a whole new layout thanks to uh, our Tech Mojo. Tech Mojo. And uh, you'll see uh, eventually right there where it says uh, visit our friends for rentdayspace.com. We will have uh, some advertisements from, from the other shows from Dayspace um, as soon as all of that gets worked out. Yeah, I got in touch with, with Dave the other day and. He's going to be working on getting some character crunch logos together for me. Uh, talking with the guys over at Living Room Clutter, uh, the new PSBS guys, I suppose. Yeah, PSBS you know, podcast. Yeah, we'll get a message from them. I hope in the next couple of, uh, probably the next week or two, and eventually, I'll be able to rotate all their stuff and on top of our page as well. So, yes, yeah, it's cool, man. I really like the layout. Yeah, I, lo- I looks, definitely looks definitely looks like. Good. The layout for sure. Everything smooth on the page uh, moves around pretty nice, and it shows how far, how dedicated we are to keep going with this. I mean, we keep coming up with new things for the show. Let's, God damn you know. it! Hey man, I, I got to give both of you guys all the credit to that. I mean, I'm I'm just the guy that shows up once in a while when I'm not sleeping and trying to crack <laughs> a couple jo- crack a couple jokes. Yeah, so you're you're here to be the comedy. I get to be the tech support. <laughs> I tell you what, I I have a newfound respect for all the guys that actually went into to college and go to do a job like this every day, where they make nothing but graphics for different companies all the time, five days a week. They've got some. I got some respect for those guys. Got guys, girls, old men, women. I don't give a fuck. They yeah, have a it, terrible job. It's it's pretty tedious. Like I've messed with OBS before, and it got to where I got so confused. If you don't know what you're doing. You gotta kind of sit down and work with the program, but there's a lot to it you can do, and it's amazing what they can do. I had it. I know. I know you got a bunch of fucking hours into this. I mean, I've been talking to you, obviously. Yeah, that, the graphic. The graphic itself. Once I finally the the, the actual making of it, uh, as far as from an artistic side point, I probably had that done and decided on how it was going to move, what it looked like as far as the logos and the edges and all that kind of stuff in about four hours. And yes, that is an awful long time for such a relatively simple design, but I'm not a professional, so I I can say four hours and I'm an amateur and it's fine. But making it, it. yeah, it doesn't hurt my feelings a bit, but it's the turning it from, it worked really fine inside my Photoshop program and I had it perfect. It was the converting it to where it would work in anything else. Getting it outside of Photoshop was the hardest part because there was a a whole bunch of tech shit, uh, frame rate issues, timing issues, a whole bunch of things that I had to learn how to do from the ground up. And thank God for Google and YouTube, man. Yeah, definitely. Like I know one of the biggest problems we were having with this was that P. If you can see on the screen, it was just not completely coming out like we wanted it to come out. And oh, that was my fault. I, I found out as I fixed it and got into it, I figured out exactly how that was happening, and I'd done that. It was me. Right on. Speaking I, ex- I accept your apology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Speaking of art, we're going to talk about uh, 
things this week, some tattoos this week. I mean, we all have tattoos. Uh, that's something that we, I, I figured out because I, I asked the question in a group chat if we wanted to talk about tattoos, and you know, we all have. I think we all have tattoos. Joe, you've got tattoos, right? I've only got two. I want to get a couple more, but I've only got two. But hey, real quick before we jump on the tattoos, because I've got a couple of things to talk to you about on that note. Um, we're forgetting sports because we still have two weeks left. Well, one week one left week. of NFL technically because we've got a week between now and Super Bowl. Oh. Well, I mean, we got the Pro Bowl this week, isn't it? Oh, the Pro Bowl. Yeah. it's, a, it's a Pro Nobody Bowl watches too. that anymore. Nobody well, gives a shit no, about the Pro Bowl. Because they don't take it serious. It's just a fucking – but you have to understand from from their, from their the, the player's standpoint where you don't want to go and play 100% all-out physical in the Pro Bowl and, and take the chance of injuring yourself in – The Super Bowl. In, well, no, not – no, because nobody in the Super Bowl ever plays in – yeah, they all get held out. Even if they get elected and they get you know brought in, they're all like, "No, dude, we got Super Bowl next week. We're not playing shit for you yeah. guys." But you got to think, you know, that's their livelihood. If you fucking tear an ACL or an MCL or anything, in the Pro Bowl game, dude, that in the Pro suck. Bowl, yeah. Now you're, you know, now you've just jeopardized your fucking team's chances for the next year, or you know. So I get it, but it just sucks. It should be. I mean, if they're going to continue doing it this way, then you know what? Make it a fucking flag game or something. You make, know what I mean? Yeah, Where make it a full exhibition, kind of like how they do the uh, the NBA. The What was it, the All-Star break? I, I don't know anything about basketball. Uh, yeah, the NBA has the All-Star break where uh, whoever wins – or whatever. They have so much crap at the All-Star game. I don't even know well, how it works. Yeah, anymore. don't they get home field advantage for No, yeah. that's the play. That's the MLB playoffs. The winner of the yes. N- the winner of the world or the winner of the MLB playoffs gets home field advantage in in the uh in the World Series. Whoever wins the, wins the All-Star game gets if the American League wins or the National League wins, yeah. they get home field advantage in in the, in the uh World Series. Which that is all right, but how are you going to do that in? No, no, that's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm like, because if you look at from, if you look at the NBA, they do the rookie game, mm-hmm. they do the dunk contest, three point contest, a whole bunch of other generic contest type things, yeah, where everybody can come in and kind of do a little bit of a show off. They sort so of do that for their Pro Bowl, sort so of. You're saying something like a like a punt, pass, and kick. Yeah, give me a big exhibition for a weekend, for a day. If you want to do a rookie game on Saturday and then do quarterback contest or kicker contest or some craziness on Sunday and then have, even if it's not a full game, do like one half, like do two quarters where it's a game, but it's not really a heavy-duty game. I know they I know they do those. I don't know when or they're that Saturday before the game. Is that what it is? Yeah. And it's usually like two hours on ESPN, and they've been doing it all day long, but you only see part of it. Yeah, right. Like they kind of do the same thing with the NBA because they have like six rounds of, of dunk contest. It's but, it's too long to watch on on the NBA. Like it's way yeah. too long. There's so many retarded things that go on with it. It's like. A show well, of Nike and Adidas and everybody else trying to sport their yeah. shit. But I think if you do it with the NFL and you go only half a game for the Pro Bowl, so they've got less of a chance of getting hurt. Maybe they'll play a little bit cooler for a half. Um, and before and or after the game, depends on where – because they usually, they usually play in Hawaii, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hon- so it's, Honolulu, it's, there. It's, yeah, it's nice and bright and sunny, nice and warm. So you go beforehand and you do like a quarterback contest and the kicker contest and then you play the game or you play a rookie game or something like that for two quarters where there's not as much injury involved. And then afterwards you play something else. You do something else. Uh, whatever you didn't do the first time, you know, the kicker or the punter. I say just get, a, get rid of the whole backs. game itself. Nah, I kind of like it for a showcase. I, I think it would yeah. be better off not necessarily as a pro bowl. But as a rookie bowl, I think that would be more interesting because some of the rookies that get drafted straight out of the straight out of the uh, the college system, you don't really get to see them much during the year because they're working the bench. They're still learning the system. Yeah, yep. Give them a game instead of it being the Pro Bowl. Make it the rookie bowl. That way they go that, out. That, and I can go with that idea. Fruit. I mean, I'd watch it. I don't know. You know, I'd have to see if it was interesting the first year and 
you know, and then go from there if I'd watch it again. But, I mean, I just think that they got they have to do something to make the Pro Bowl more desirable again so that, so that people want to watch it. And, and it's not just a touch game of football, you know, between friends. <laughs> right. Speaking of that, the uh, Super Bowl this year, 50, is going to be the Carolina Panthers versus the Denver Broncos. Yes, sir. Um, I got I got half of it right, man. Yeah, uh, I did. I did, too. Uh, I didn't think. I, got I, sort didn't, of right. I, didn't, I think, didn't think Denver was going to was going to beat New England, man. I, 21 times they knocked down Tom Brady and they, they, they yeah. decimated him. They blitzed almost every play, which worked. And you know what? I mean, I give them all the props in the world because I, I, have, a, I have a really bad feeling that it's going to kind of be another uh, word. I, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's, it's going to be a, a – Blowout by Carolina? No, I, I'm thinking the, the NFL and the people who have the money invested want to see Peyton win his second Super Bowl. And then he retires. He's, and then he's going to retire. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has been talking about uh, this might be his last time. I would love to see him come and coach in the NFL. Oh, yeah, he's, he'll end up a coach. He'll take two years off, maybe yep. five, maybe five. But he'll take two years off, get his family right, get some time off. Take some TV time. I guarantee he's going to sign with a yeah. TV network. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll write a ESPN book. And, or... Yeah, he'll, he'll have his memoirs wrote or some stupid shit. Take a year off. He won't. He probably won't be in the booth next year, but the year I after. Have replace Chris Collinsworth. That will be awesome. Uh, he pr- I would say, yeah, he, he replaces Collinsworth. With, with that being said, I – Still, don't think Denver has it in them to to physically beat Carolina. Man, Carolina, Carolina is, is tough. They called they called Carolina today on ESPN a juggernaut, and that's because they come they in and blow the shit up in that and and they don't well, take and, no prisoners. And they have so many powerful weapons that to, you can't cover everybody. You no. know what I mean? Like. They're they're running back Stewart. He's a fucking beast. Uh, Cam's a beast. He's gonna, he's got the arm strength. Plus he can run. And now he he understands the the NFL and the speed and you know the difference between the college and the NFL. Uh, uh, he was a beast in college too. Yeah, he was he a beast in college. Well, I remember I remember watching him uh, beat uh, who was that Matthew Leinard? Yeah, from Leinard, USC. Yeah. Yeah, it was that USC, USC and, uh, Alabama it, or Auburn game? Uh, no, it was no. Um, or no, it, yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm, thinking, for I'm thinking Vince Young. Yeah, you're, you're that was oh, Tennessee. God, Tennessee. He just got arrested. Speaking of that, Vince Young for DWI. Did no, that's not surprising. No, he was a flop. So yeah, guys, that was a lot. Who are we picking? Who are we picking for? The, who would they win? I I, I want to see the Broncos win. I don't know that they got it, but I want to see Peyton get that ring. I don't. I, mean, I, I really I, don't. <laughs> I got to. I got to get behind him. I mean, he's he's a bit of a a tool. He doesn't look that great. He's not that great to talk to, as far as on on air. But I think he's put the work in. He's earned it. He's. I, I think he is one of the best NFL quarterbacks of all time. I, I'll give him that. I tell you what. Um, here, here's the question. Before you get any further, if he doesn't win. Does he come back? No, he's not. I don't think he's going to come back. I think his injuries have taken him to the point where he knows he's not going to be worth it next year. If he doesn't win this time, he's got one ring in Indiana, right? <clears throat> in yeah. Indiana, right? Yeah. yeah. Indianapolis. Great career, huge career. He's covered the bases from one end to the other. Wow. Indianapolis, Denver. He's done great things in both places. If he doesn't win this this ring, if he doesn't get the Super Bowl, does it affect him as far as? where people rank him as far as best quarterbacks. Um no. He's broken too many records to Yeah, he holds I, I uh, the majority a, of the records now. Yeah, there's only one record that he doesn't hold and, and Brett Favre still owns that. So, and that's for something small, I can't remember, sacks maybe. No, he, oh, Brett Favre got that record from Marino for consecutive games played. I don't think Marino, I don't think Peyton's got. No, cuz no. Peyton went out for that year. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, so that's, that's that, another one that that's another one then, that Favre has. That and then know. Brett has, I think Brett has the the quarterback age, the oldest quarterback. Yeah, because Peyton is like 37, 38. Yeah, yeah he's um, thirty eight this year. I I don't think that that if if he loses, it takes him out of being one of the best at all. Um, I, I I mean, it's definitely gonna you know leave people with their comments and and whatnot, but um, he's still he's still one of the best of all time, man. Well, people say that a lot about Marino too, because Marino had so many of the records, but he he never, never got won the a Super Bowl. But yeah. and, and that puts him down. Well, Marino would be up there, but he never got that Super Bowl. Yeah, the Niners Niners beat them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, they made it a couple of times. They just couldn't seal the deal. It's kind of like what it was the Bills back in the day. Oh, yeah, four Super Bowls and we lost. Yeah, I mean, I was Elway's Elway's trained to to Fuxville until they finally got one. Jess is leaving. Jen is staying. <laughs> But, well, we yeah. all know that Jess is leaving and Jen is staying. Yeah, I, I, I do want to make a quick note here before we get too far into this thing. Uh, if you're not a Destiny player, Xbox, PS3, whatever, um, Iron Banner apparently is a thing. I don't know. It's some big multiplayer that they do once a month. They're on a rotation. I should know this because I stare at it every day. I don't play. My wife does. Um, so when it kicks off for the seven days that it runs... Everybody and their brothers on but Destiny playing from one end to the other. So uh, if you hear her in the background screaming and yelling obscenities, she's not trying to kill me. Uh, she's probably not threatening that she's going to shoot me in the face. Uh, it's somebody else, and it is probably on Destiny or one of her teammates. So, yeah, that's a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to try to mute or adjust my volume so it doesn't come over too much, but I guarantee you're going to hear it. Yeah, because there's no adjusting the wife. No. no, no. I've tried to adjust her for years, and it doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, so right. back, she's going to kick your ass now, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, back to football. My prediction. Um, I think I think Caroline is going to win. I'm going I think Carolina. I think their offense and their defense are both stronger than um, Denver. Denver's offense, yeah. If they can sack him, if they can keep Manning on his on his ass, or at least on his back foot to where he can't get a good pass out, they've got the game. Yeah, I have. want Denver to win. I do. I don't want, want I don't want Denver to win because I don't want to hear the guys at work that are Denver fans that won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, but I want Denver to win just because Peyton put the work in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm pulling for Denver the whole time. All right, there you go. There's our picks for the Super Bowl. So, guys. Back Joe, to the previous topic. Yeah, back, back to the previous topic. Joe, you have tattoos. Jay, I know you have tattoos, and of oh, course yeah. I have tattoos. I mean, I really haven't shown them since we've been doing video because it's been cold and everything. Oh, we, we learned a lesson about that the other day. You don't need to do that because that's, that? that's the devil. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, are you talking about Periscope? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, see, I, every time I periscope, I tend to find that there's trolls that come Take in. Take your clothes off? Oh, I wasn't taking my clothes off. He this, was not. He was being nice. I was being nice, and then this asshole came in and started saying stuff about, like, oh, you're listening to devil music and blah, 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 blah. And I happened to go like this, and he's like, oh, and you, you marked your body with the devil beast and blah, blah, blah. So I whipped off my shirt. Yeah, and next thing you know, Greeny's not got a shirt on, you know, flexing for the phone. So he was taking his clothes off, like that, I yeah, said. That, that one time that I one know time, of. One time. So anyway, I flipped off my this shirt. This one time show. at band camp? No band camps. But so I showed him my tattoos and stuff, and, and, I, and he was like, oh, those are marks of the beast and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, actually, your body is your temple, and you design it the way you want it, and that's how I live my life. If I want to put fucking tattoos on me, I'm going to put tattoos on me, and I love getting tattoos. It's like one of my best – it's the best thing for me to relieve stress besides sex. I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I I personally only have two tattoos. I want more. I have plans for more. My kid's actually designing one for me that I plan on getting for my birthday this year, but not yet. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I, I have um, 
six or seven, depending on. I have one that, or, or two, that I got done separately. But if you were to actually look at them, they look uh, like a one solid tattoo. That's how it was designed. That's how I created it. That's how I wanted it done. Were they so done it's, by it's, the same artist? No, no, they were not. Um, I think then they're technically two different tattoos. Yep. They they uh, it's I mean it's you know it's one like werewolf on top of another werewolf and they're fighting. So the top one was done first and then I had the, the bottom one drawn up and, and stenciled in and then I liked it. So we, we ran with it. Um, so yeah, I have like six or seven. Um, I have, I have, I have a lot of plans. I want to get the other, I have one on my, my left chest. I want to get another one done on my right chest and then lead into uh, probably full sleeves or three quarter sleeves at least. I went with the original. I went with my very first tattoo. I got it done by my cousin, and he just started doing tattoos. And I was like, "Yeah, dude!" I was like seventeen, eighteen. Tattoo me, dude. Let's do this. So, got my first tattoo, and for a couple years after that, I fucking said no, no more, because that fucker dug me, scarred me the whole night. Yeah, you so, gotta find a good artist right. that isn't heavy-handed and actually. Um, cares about his clients honestly right, right. so um, speaking of, of go, oh, ahead. go ahead yeah no you go ahead i know exactly what you're uh, talking about. speaking of good good artists um the the eerie area we just lost one of our best um in in fat pat passing away from a heart attack uh he was 49 years old he actually did two of mine uh, he did one or two of my wife's, I think. He did yeah. one of my my wife's sisters, my father-in-law's. He's he's done a lot of people that I know. He's, I mean, he was a, just an amazing person altogether. Um, and if you ever got a tattoo from him, it wasn't just a tattoo session. You were getting, you know, some sort of a therapy session or some sort of life advice. Oh, yeah. You know, and and it wasn't ever like you need to do this. It's you know, hey man, in my opinion, you know, this is what I've gone through in life. This is what I've seen. So this is how I react to these things. You know, take it or leave it. But he but was, he was part of the old tattoo family in Erie that included Stubby and yeah. all them guys. To where when you actually sat down and got a tattoo. It was, like you were saying, it wasn't just a tattoo session. It was a fucking straight up. Let's talk. You know, let's get. You know, when I first got my, I got a tattoo done by Stubby, and I sat down and not even when he was drawing it up and everything. Most tattoo artists don't want you around. Nothing like that. Stubby was like, nope, come on in, sit down, let's talk. You know, and right. he, he, that's how Stubby was. And I'm, I'm, I met Pat once when he was doing a tattoo uh, at, at in in Gerard when he was working with Jay, and. Uh, you know, from I that dude was awesome. You know, he had a conversation about he could talk to him, and that's how tattoo artists should be nowadays: is right in there with you and, and trying to make you comfortable and, and friendly. Not this, hey, let me get your money, let's do this tattoo and get out of my shop. Right. Those guys turned it into it wasn't a tattoo parlor; it was a barber shop. It was the barber shop that you see on TV, right? Where you just go in for your Monday paper and a cup of coffee and BS with the guys. Right, and even though you're not, you might not be getting your hair cut, you could still go in and just chill. Those kind of guys like Pat and Stubby, and a couple of the guys that I know from back home, and even from one or two out in California that I met, they made their shops that way. It didn't matter if you were getting inked up or if you were getting a piercing done. You just stop by, say hi, have a drink, grab a coke, pour a cup of coffee, chill with them. Some of these parlors these days that I've been in recently, or even that the wife has been in recently because she's gotten work done. In the past two years that uh, I wasn't, I didn't get done. Um, those dudes do it like you're talking about. They treat it like a job. Like they're there nine to five. They could give two shits less. You you pick the art out. They're going to stick it on your body and they walk away. Yep. Uh, and, and after after his passing, you know, I started kind of. Not not doing research, but like just just seeing all the stuff that everybody was posting onto his Facebook. Yeah, and um, and you know, just just telling their 
kind of stories and and and, and everything, and and you really don't know who somebody is even by talking to them for you know. I sat with him for eight hours one day getting my chest done. You know what I mean? He, there's, there's so much that I've learned about his past and, and actually who he was and where he came from and what all he went through. It, it, he was just an amazing person. You know what I mean? He was uh, a, a military guy. He trained half of Erie for um, to, to tattoo. You yeah, know what he I mean? had like, like all the guys. I know. I think all the guys from – uh, the one that's right there down by the vet stadium. I think he trained everybody that works there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know the name of that studio. It's the one that's right there on 26th and Peach, right? Yeah, the corner. Um, yeah, I forget the name of that studio. I've never been in it before, but yeah, I think all of those guys were trained by Pat. Ink Assassins. Ink Assassins. My wife comes in with the yes. answer, yes. Ink Assassins. And before it was Ink Assassins, it was down the street some at uh, where I first got my tongue pierced when they first opened the doors. We walked in, and, and I was the first person to get my tongue pierced ever. I don't have it now, but uh, before they were Ink Assassins, they were another place down there. But, yeah, the thing with tattoos is, is tattoos are an experience, and you, you have to be able to have a good tattoo artist that you can enjoy your tattoos with and and uh, mesh with. Because if you're if you got a if you're not feeling comfortable, they got to make you feel comfortable. You know what I mean? In order to tattoo somebody, you have to have that patience and everything like that. But you have those shitty clients that want to be dicks sometimes and stuff like that. But the, other than that, tattoo artists are, are good people. This is uh, – I, I sent a link, Joe. I don't know if um, – that's not really – Yeah, well. right there. That's Pat. I mean he was – He's dude, one of the best people I've I've ever had the the privilege of meeting and sitting down with and talking and, and, and having work on me. Honestly, um, uh, unfortunately, you know a lot of people. Um, there it is. Okay, that's why I sent it to you. But um, a lot of people will look at somebody and you know, oh my god, he's got his face tattooed. He's got to be a fucking drug dealer or fucking you know a gangster. Right. You know, they, and they just develop really bad. Um, stereotypes about people and if you would actually get you know just sit down and talk to somebody you'll learn that you know that's just because that's who they are that has nothing to do with you know them being a good or bad person that's all of that is internally um you know we all make our own decisions on whether we want to be good or bad people and it's just sad that, you know, as soon as I heard that he had passed, it was a fucking shock to me because I was talking to him about getting more ink done and, and all the ideas we had for, for everything I wanted to do. Um, so when I saw it on Facebook, I was I was stunned. And, you know, and I, I was just saying that, uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of good, positive things said, but then – there's still those people out there that had the negative. Well, you must have fucking overdosed on something. Like, no, man. Did he, you know, one of the things that we connected on was because I quit drinking for so long. So I was kind of, I was going through AA and in 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 recovery, I guess, if you will. And, uh, and and Pat was also in recovery, so we we talked about that for a long time, and, and all yeah, the he was he was kicking a few habits or trying. To. Yeah, yeah, he had he had more going than you know. He was also what a big I did, part of 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 the music scene in Erie. He too. was a huge part of the punk rock scene. Man. Yes, him and um, Joey, Joey. Yeah, if nobody, if you guys ever heard of the Ass Men, they're way back in the day, Erie punk. Uh, you know, bitch wax. They were bitch, in bitch wax. Yeah, he was in bitch wax for a while too with Joey. Joey's a funny character too. If you ever got to meet that guy, he's crazy. But Pat too, man. They they that that's another thing you got to understand it is like tattoos and music come together. You know what I mean? That's one big main thing. That's actually something else that we had discussed is because uh, I'm I'm into punk rock and and he obviously is or, or was. Um, so we had, we had discussed trying to get together. Um, dude, Pat was a phenomenal drum player and, and could also shred it up on the guitar. Man. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he the guy was multi talented. I mean, is super super good dude. Uh, but we never we never got the chance to do it. You know, with schedules and everything. And and uh, he he would put in fucking sixteen hour days tattooing people because he fucking loved to do it, man. Now and and, and I work fucking crazy hours, so it just it we never got the chance to get together and jam. I wish we would have. Speaking of of tattoos, uh, 
what's the most painful spot that you've ever had a tattoo? Um, my collarbone and right next to my nipple. Yeah, I'll, I got a second that because I've got a I've got one on my chest as well. That's the same way. It goes right close to the nipple area, and my god, that hurts. Did you say I heart mom? <laughs> yeah, it does. Big giant cursive letters. I love mom. <laughs> I haven't gone that route yet with tattoos, but um, I would say I would say the most painful that I've 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 gotten it, it being as far as like pain wise, I would say the elbow. Like my elbow, it like swelled up days after the out. Like we did the outline first. And then did the uh, the coloring months later, and the outline, eh, it wasn't too bad, you know. My, I mean, right. I don't know if you can see it, but right. I mean, right on the collarbone was, was like, right on it, man. Oof. Oh yeah. Hoo-wee! And then, you know, the, the the staff comes down to right beside my nipple. And, and man, was that a tender spot too. And, and of course, you know, those were the two spots that were done, you know, semi close to being last. So I was already, you know, ir- the, the skin was irritated and red and, and sore. And, and it was like, okay, now I'm just closing my eyes, gritting my teeth and, and waiting for this to be over. I mean, it, you have to figure it was eight hours I was sitting in that chair. So I've been there. Now, now, mind you, we you know we would get up and go out and have a smoke, or you know, uh, Pat Pat went and bought me a Pepsi. He's like, "No, oh, dude, you're paying for a tattoo. I can, I can get you a Pepsi." And I was like, "All right, right. cool, man. I, mean, I appreciate it." Yeah, I think like the longest I've sat was eight, like eight and a half hours for the one on my on my skull on my forearm. But I think another painful spot too is on the my inside of my calves. <laughs> I'll tell you what they re- when once you reach the inside of the calf and come down towards the to where it reaches the front part, yeah, then it gets a little touchy and painful because you're sitting there with your leg up. Uh, I'm a- <laughs> I think I may have just realized something. You're not recording. I, I think I've been recording, but for some reason it hasn't had any audio. Oh, well, uh, I have the audio end that is recording. We're 32 minutes in. <laughs> Well, we'll find out. I may have to do a little bit of uh, integrating. I'm not sure. All right. I'll find, well, out. I'll find out when we're done. Right on. We'll figure it out. I'm Worst a case scenario, worried. I'll lay it over. I'm a little worried about the insides of my arms. The insides? Yeah, there's a little tender spot on the inside. Some soft tissue there? Yeah, some soft tissue, like, right in here yeah. for sure. Like, this this felt all right until he went all the way back in here. And then once you get back in here, the underneath, I I, I think uh, that's a painful spot, too. Um, would you guys ever tattoo your head? Personally, I would not, no. Anything from the neck up, I'm about. I, I know... Um, I, I know a couple tattoo artists that have tattooed have their heads done, and uh, a couple friends that have had their head the heads done. And my buddy Eric actually has his whole head done in a skull that's actually eating his skull itself, and he lets his hair grow over it and everything like that. But uh, he fell asleep during the damn thing. Sorry, I mean, huh. fell asleep. Yeah, wow. I mean, there's some people that can fall asleep during tattoos. Like for me, for me, I what I do basically is I'll throw in my earbuds. Throw some music on and have you go to town. If you want to take a break or something, let me know. Take a break, you know, whatever. But I can sit for a long period of time. I love jamming the music. I, I feel as soon as that, as soon as I hear that sound and that needle hits the skin, it's over, dude. It's just an adrenaline rush, and it's like boom, zoned out. Yeah, I I have to put myself in a zone. Um, I haven't used used earbuds or, or headphones like or anything like that yet, but I. I might for my next one um but yeah i have to you know kind of psych myself up in my head um because let's face it man they are they hurt i don't care where you get it done at some point it's gonna start fucking hurting that's part of the payoff is and it's yeah it, it costs a little bit of money a little bit of pain and a little bit of blood right and it's for life you know what i mean that's yeah. that's the that's thing some, that yeah so it's worth it to me. Oh, it's definitely worth it to me too. I love I love the fact that tattoos represent, you know, anything that you're about. Like for my birth for my birthday I went and got uh which shoulder this shoulder, I went and got the uh 
the Taurus symbol. And then over here for this past birthday, this past year, I went and got a Hunter S. Thompson quote that says, uh, "Too rare to live, too too weird. No, too weird to live, too rare to die." That's one of my favorite quotes by Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, there's there's things on my list. I have. Uh, I'll tell you what. The one and I and I forgot about this. The one that hurt me the most, and it was partially my fault, partially the artist's fault. Um, but I got my boys' initials. I got four boys: Matthew, Adam, Andrew, and Devin. So I have their initials M A A D going down my right rib cage. Now we, when we started this tattoo, it doesn't seem like anything fucking crazy or nothing like that. But when we started it, he did the outline and colored the M or half of the M. And then we had to stop. We were in Erie. We both had to go all the way out to Gerard to pick our kids up from school and then come and then, you know, do the dinner thing and all of that. And then back in to his place in Erie to finish it. So in that time, it was like a two and a half, three hour gap. So when I got back and I laid back down on that fucking chair, man, it was horrible. Oh yeah. It was everything I had in me. To to fucking continue. Yeah, because once every he's... T- yeah yeah every time he's... he touched me, man, I was like, Ooh, and I'd fucking fart, and he's like, "You gotta stop farting on me," and I'm like, "I can't help it." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like you know that that's something that people don't realize either is when, once you start a tattoo and if you stop and you go back on it, it's just gonna hurt even worse because of how healed it's gonna it's just gonna try and heal itself it, right it's, it's, it's an endorphins thing too because as soon as you start getting hurt your body naturally releases these endorphins to to try to help you oh yeah deal with the pain naturally uh thank you and um yeah there you go that's a big old one that'll fuck your day up if they get it wrong yeah. yeah, it was it was painful but like I said you know he did all the outline and then colored in the M or half the M, and then when I went back, it was it was fucking sore. And it was a timing thing that you didn't get it all done at one shot. Yeah, we didn't have enough time. We had to go get the kids. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotta, yeah, that's I know how that goes. Life and, and all that. Yeah, that's one of those where you need to find a better stopping point and give it more time in between. Like, don't yeah. go back the next day. Yeah. Well, I learned my lesson. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. That's so. Um. Do you ever see the video of the kid that's like freaking out on the tattoo artist and he's like screaming at the guy? He's like, "It hurts!" and blah blah blah. You know, to me that that mean, if you if you're gonna scream at a tattoo artist, there's no point in getting a tattoo. Yeah, you you shouldn't be there the first place. You're a moron for that. And speaking of morons, guys, this I, as soon as I read this and and I heard the 911 call, it fucking made me laugh my ass off. Did you guys hear about the weed traffickers? I I did listen to that. 911 call. That was hilarious. Oh my god, these guys. And, and the dispatch guy was like, So you're transporting drugs and you're calling in to well, the turn guy, yourself in? They smoked some of it and then they started freaking out and got paranoid. Uh, and Apparently, this is the dankest bud ever because they got so high they thought they were being caught. Ca- they, they thought, thought they were being followed by. Undercover police cars. Yeah, and they thought it was an episode of Super Troopers, basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen to the 911. If we could play the 911 call. I'm going to try to. I don't know if it's going to record properly or not, but we're going to try it. Right on. I don't think you guys can't hear it. Yeah, you're going to have to go to uh, YouTube to hear the 911 call unless we figure out how to put it on with uh, the audio end. Well, no, I got the call here, and okay. luckily it's got, if you guys can see it, um, it's, it's got the manuscript, it's got the text oh, okay. version. Yeah, he says, huh, we're the dumbasses that got caught to bring in some stuff to your border with all your cops just driving around us like a bunch of jack wagons. And I like to you just the guys to end it. If you could help me out with that, we would be just like to get on with it. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Since you can't hear it, the audio side of the podcast can't hear it, huh? I don't I don't know how I don't any know how that, that yeah that's pretty sure that wouldn't work at all. So the video side can hear my end that I'm playing. 
Yeah, it's a pretty hilarious story if you listen to it. And when you get to uh, listen to it. All right, so I'm going to see if I can just skip the scenes here from one screen nope, to the next. There was three of them. <clears throat> so they got I spooked got trying to bring some stuff across the Idaho border. So that's one. I'm an idiot for that happening. Um, come on. Where's the I, next I would, screen? There we I go. would like to interview these guys now and be like, well, now that you're sitting in prison, how do you feel about your – 911 call yeah. turning yourself in and like are you kicking yourself in the balls I don't know they're going to make it All right, I, I, don't, I haven't seen anywhere past this okay do you have any idea how much they got caught with uh, 20 pounds 20 pounds 20 pounds so that's going to put them away provided they're both adults and it's their first time and they had a dog with them too and the dog probably doesn't matter. They'll, they might try to toss on some animal cruelty or some shit just for fun. But that should put them somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 years. Trafficking yeah. for that amount and all that good shit. So I mean, in order to get 20 pounds of weed, you know they had to go through, like, somebody on the serious side of the drug trafficking trade. Whoever it is that sold them or gave them to be sold, uh, we don't. I don't know how that's going to work exactly. Is not going to be happy with them. Uh, oh well, no! Not only that, but you would think if they're dumb enough to turn themselves in, they're going to be dumb enough to fucking rat. Yep. Which means so, if, if they haven't already ratted for one, um, if they haven't already ratted, then they're going to. And if they're not in a private cell, a solitary, wherever they're being held at. They're not going to make six months in jail. No, because they'll event if they if anybody they'll die guaranteed. If they're yeah. not, you know, whoever their dealer is, whoever their their pickup is or their seller is, whatever. Oh, um, that they're going to make sure that, that that gets paid back because they just lost twenty pounds of weed. And why would you? Another. Why would you go? My question is, why the fuck would you go through a city anyway, a big giant city like that? Why wouldn't you just take the highway and the back way? You know what I mean? Be smart about it. I mean, it depends on where they're at and how they got to get there. If okay, if, but you you did just use "be smart about it" in the same conversation as we're talking about these guys that called themselves in. So, right. obviously, they're a not bunch. smart. At all. Yeah. I, look, I've I've watched a lot of TV, and even in bad movies, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a bad movie where the cops drive around in a bunch of civilian cars. No. To to try to do a a, a police, uh, what would you call it, a, a sting? I guess yeah. a, a track and trail or whatever they want to call it. And if they said a bunch of civilian cars, is that entire town driving around in old Lincolns? Yeah. Again, are, they all, again. are they all driving around in crown Vicks? Because that's the only way that's going to say to me that it's an unmarked police car. No, 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 no. Because I know from firsthand <laughs> uh, <laughs> here, here in my little fucking shithole town, um, They've got unmarked cars now that are like you would never fucking know that they're police. They're not the Crown Vicks. They're not the old Impalas. They're I mean they're just regular like fucking Ford Focuses and shit. Yep, and the police lights are already built in, so you can't yep. see them. And yep. yeah, okay. There's there's new cars out all over the place these days, but for the vast majority of things, especially if it's an operation where they see a bunch of civilian well, cars. Some of them got to be Vix, dark colored Vix with some kind of tinted a windows, tinted and windows, or you could see a couple extra antennas on the back. If I just see a couple of Ford Focuses driving around, and maybe one or two Vix and uh, a Malibu, and maybe a fucking bomb van or some shit, I'm not thinking that's some cops following me. My question is, how good was this weed, man? Because I've smoked some really some bomb shit. I smoke bomb shit all the time, and I don't freak out like that. I'm talking about just crazy. This is my this is my favorite part right here. If you could just call one of them, I don't know, man. It's getting cold out here. <laughs> I just want to get warm and get on with this whole thing. So it's the middle of winter. This is a very recent thing. This happened January 21st, or at least it was uploaded January 21st. So yeah, some, they sat out. They sat out. They got out of the car, took the weed, put it in the dog kennel, left the dog in the car, and sat outside and waited for the <sighs> cops and tried to flag down the cops. And the cops didn't want nothing to do with them. At the gas station. At the uh, University Boulevard gas station at Applebee's. 
So University Boulevard, I would imagine Idaho, that's going to be in Boise, I would think, somewhere nearby where University of Idaho is, I would think. And he goes to say, all your buddies are around us, so if you could just help us out with that, that'd be great. Yeah. That's, I mean, seriously, dude? I, dude, they had to be on something else, man. There's no way. I don't care how much fucking pot you smoke. I mean, I get the paranoia part, but there's got there's got to be something more to the story. I I would think. I'm gonna hope that they're on something else, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the the dispatcher asked him, "What's his name?" It's Leland. Yeah. What's What's your name, man? Oh, oh, I'm Leland. <laughs> hold Hold on a second. Stay on the phone. Okay. Just, I'm gonna hang out right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Right. And the other guy says, "Is he a nice guy?" Wants yeah, he's, to- he's, yeah, he's talking. This is the Leland guy. Ayala Deliente would be his last name. Yeah, Swart is the last name of the other guy that's not on the phone talking to the dispatch. So he's just he's he's like this dispatch guy is really nice. Uh, because I guess there was something said in the background that didn't get put together. They tried walking away from the car a couple times and it didn't work. Tried waving them down and didn't work. So I don't know what's going on here. So. Call your guys and tell them to come in, dude. Again, I yeah, like JJ said, dude. There's got to be something else with this one. I'm surprised there's not too. Never mind, I won't go there. Oh, man, I mean, I think at, I think they definitely the guys. Holland Sword looks like he's straight out of a mental institution. And Leland Ayu Ayala Deliente looks like some Chinese dude. Uh, I would. But he's high, man. He's well. With the last name, <laughs> the last name what it is, I'm going to figure he's some kind of a Hawaiian descent. I would imagine. It's crazy. That is crazy. Speaking of another crazy, cra- there's the weed right there in the dog cage. Dumbasses. I think they get the Darwin Award for the year. Yes, yes, that is definitely a Darwin Award for the year. I mean, that shit doesn't even look that. It looks green, but it doesn't look like it's super duper. Not like the shit that he get around. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> shout, shout out to your dealer, Green. <laughs> Why not? Shout out. But anyway, uh, so there's another weird thing going on in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And we're going to call this one Snowcock, Snowcock, Snowpocalyptic. Snowcockalypus. I want you to say that a couple more times. Let, let's be clear Snowcock. on this. This is this is a joke article as far as the Atlanta PD yeah. cracking down on it, but this legit happened. Yes, it did legit Snowcockalypse. happen. Yeah, Snowcockalypse. Yes, Snowcockalypse. There you go. <laughs> but apparently, somebody is going around in Atlanta and drawing penises on everybody's windshield. Okay, I'm just going to say that I've not been to Atlanta. I was going to ask that question. <laughs> because it was I, I do this time. I do the same thing to the guys' vehicles at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Describes One of the mans whose car is vandalized describes the image as a big old dick on my car, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh I, lo- I love this article because it's hilarious. I do. It, they're looking for leads in the arrest of the penis bandit. Call the APD tip line at 404-555-TIPS. Get it, the tip line? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the phone number 555-TIPS. And That's fucking awesome. The, Major Rankle only needs just the tips, please. No, no, I have <laughs> just, just the tip. The, what are they calling him? The cock bandit? The, yeah. the, the penis bandit. The penis bandit. The penis bandit. Oh, man. Could, yes. Could you, imagine, could you imagine getting fucking booked into jail? Like, what's your nickname? What's your Yeah, a.k.a. I'm you the are, penis bandit. Yeah. You're JJ, what? A.k.a. the penis bandit. Oh. Now, let's not put my name in front of that there. <laughs> oh, why not? <laughs> she th- she agrees. Yeah, well, shut up, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh. can have that conversation on later. And uh, speaking, speaking. I'll of- email Jim, Jenna and find out where to put your body. Um, speaking of kind of like another cop issue, um, local 
my local. Yeah, it's kind of local to us. It's local to me because I'm in this town, and it's fucking... I can't believe this shit is going on, but a teen who received graphic messages from a cop is speaking out from a local cop here in Conneaut. Um, basically, he picked them up off of a uh, disturbance call, and a whole ton of shit went down, but anyway, the cop was sending this girl lewd messages, and all he basically got was a slap on the wrist from it. Um, well, I mean, would you expect a fucking law enforcement officer to get anything else? I, I mean, would, I know... I would expect... I know, I would expect I being that she was only 17 years old when this started, that he would get nailed for something. But then again, well, this is Conneaut, so... Look at, look at the fucking Officer Stevens and Gerard, or Lake City, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he's... He was all over the fucking young kids when he first fucking... I can name some people, on. but I'll leave my... I know, I know a whole fucking list of people, and I was like, oh my... Like, yeah, it wasn't just pictures, it was... Oh yeah, all the way. Yeah, he, yeah. He got away with it, and then I know another. I know another state cop. Well, he's not a state cop anymore. He did have to retire his job. I think I could be wrong about that too, though. But he was uh, he was shit faced drunk, wrecked his truck with his daughter in his in the in the vehicle, and uh, got away with a fucking slap on the wrist. Yeah, and I don't understand been, these whole slap on the wrist things. You're supposed to be a pillar of the community. Why not act like it? Well, well there's been a lot of bad. Idiot shit going on with cops in the entire U.S., not just local. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, well, some of these guys have got their hands on their dicks. And it's coming to more and more light how corrupt they are. Yep. Especially, you know, it doesn't go from a big city to a small it, town on how and, they are. And, and here's where I, I want to—I don't want to call it corruption. Let me let me let me jump on that one real quick. I don't want to call it that they're corrupt. The system that puts them there is corrupt. Yep. Or broken. And I'm going to lean way more to the broken side of things because the, when you look at police applications and the guys that go through everything to become a cop, and, and it's not all of them. It's a lot of them, but they look for alpha male, alpha female, people that are, you know, they always want to be number one. They'll do the, whatever it takes to be number one and get the job done, which is great. But a lot of those motherfuckers aren't balanced. No. No, and they all need mental reviews and everything like that. Yeah, it, it's it's come to the point where you get the guy that was a quarterback in high school that couldn't make it in college but still thinks he's hot shit, goes back to his hometown after he finishes school, and he becomes the local PD guy or a sheriff maybe, and he just tries to run the town like he did when he was in high school and it doesn't work out. Well, and I do. Things I like do, this happen. I do know for a fact um, – I had a friend that was trying to become a, a, a Pennsylvania state trooper and uh, you cannot, you have to put so many years in on the force before you can even apply for a job in your hometown. Yep. Yeah. There is a requirement most of the time. So, so you can't just come right out of whatever school and be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go to my hometown and become a cop because they want you to, to learn the job, the laws, and everything, and not have any kind of um, bias towards anybody. Right, right. right. Yeah, they want to try to get a little bit of a cushion there where you know the job more than you know you want to go back home and get that stoner kid that always pisses you off that you know still lives there. Right. Yep. Yeah, the kid that beats you up in fucking high school. Now you're or in a fucking guy, you know. Yeah, they, they did that back home especially because I lived in a town that was probably – 6,000 people if it was on a, on a really, really good lucky day when the fishing season was in and there was a whole bunch of tourists, if there was even a whole bunch of tourists. It was a very small town. And all of the cops that were there had been there for years oh and years and years. And they knew, like, I got arrested one time. The judge went to school with my mom, had dated my mom in high school. And two of the cops that arrested me knew my mom and my dad. Like they went to school with them or they went to church with them at some point. They all hung out at the same social functions. So you were screwed. Shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Same same deal here in, in, in Gerard. Uh the the couple of the cops had gone to school or knew my parents and that didn't help me at all. No. Didn't it help kinda, me. The first time I got picked up when I was sixteen, yeah, seventeen. It phone. helped me a little bit. It helped me not go to jail for an extremely long time because I probably could have done 
I probably could have got put up for six months to a year. Instead, I did two weeks in county, and that was only because. And this is what they tell me is the the judge was on vacation, and he couldn't over he couldn't look over my case. We only had one judge. That's how small my hometown was. We had one judge. Huh. That's it. And he was on vacation, so nothing got done that entire time. So they said, well, we can leave you here until the judge can see your case, and then we can let you go. So I, I sat in county for two I, weeks. I scope right in. That was it. Otherwise, I probably would have got out sooner than that. I but I probably should have went for a lot longer. I've, I've done a few different stretches. <laughs> I've, uh, I've done a week and then 10 days and that was it and don't want to do it again. So I, I did I'm, I'm very happy with my 10 days. Good. I did yeah. 10 day. I did an 11 day. I did a nine day. I did a seven day. I did a, what was it? I ended up being 184 days, 187 days, something like that. That one sucked. That was like six and a half months. Oh yeah, for but, sure. For sure. So guys, what'd you guys think of uh winter storm Jonas? It was, and when did the fuck did they start naming goddamn winter storms? That's the bigger topic for this whole thing. Why was it? Why did it have a name? Why? It it buried the Northeast. Ooh, big deal. It fucking I happens mean, here all the time, but not. I mean, yeah. not as much as they got. They got. Yeah. I mean, I watched in, I watched Periscope, and there was people in, in Times Square that were skiing through Times Square on the back of a, a, a four wheeler. Uh, there was uh, people having snowball fights. There was one periscoper that I was watching. He walked in the center of this snowball fight, and he just got pelted with snowballs. And he was like, uh, apparently I shouldn't have walked in the middle of that. But they were building snowmen and everything like that. I mean, it, it, you they everybody they're not equipped for they're it. not no big cities like that are not equipped for it for for stuff like that they're equipped for little stuff here by the lake we're equipped for whatever you know what i mean so we're yeah, used we, to we it we call that a normal winter yeah, yeah. this this picture right here shows just how ill equipped they are they're using flathead shovels not even snow shovels to clear snow from the sidewalk yeah and what you mentioned the guys that were snow, uh, skiing down whatever street it was in New York. I was listening to a, a what's the, it's still untitled, a podcast that Adam Savage from Mythbusters do does. Um, and apparently that was a friend of his. Oh, I right on. That's name, but it was a friend of Adam Savage's that happened to be in New York and got snowed in and got snowed in and decided, fuck it. I'm going to go sneak. No, it's ski. not. No, it's not. That's awesome. I saw also in New Jersey, uh, over the over the weekend was the uh, Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, uh, uh, a Comic Con basically for Heroes and Villains. Yeah, it's a lot of TV show stuff and comic book stuff and and things of that nature. But the cast of Arrow was down there, so Stephen Amell, um, John Barrowman, and a couple of the others. And I can't remember all their names off the top of my head, right. but they got snowed into the hotel that they were in. Not. That wasn't the hotel that the Fan Fest was. They couldn't make it to the Saturday Fan Fest. So instead, they got on Periscope and they got on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, put a call out to everybody that was also stuck. And they basically threw a party out front of or inside the hotel for any of the Fan Fest goers or just general fans that got their message that wanted to come hang out. Yeah, actually, Stephen Amell just did something with Cody Rhodes. Uh, they answered a fan. Cody Rhodes is Stardust from the WWE. Him and, yeah. him and Stephen Amell have gone back and forth. They even wrestled each other. Um, they, they're actually really close friends, and they actually did a uh, benefit for this, this kid dying of cancer. They, they got together through a tweet, and they went, they right after the storm actually, and they went right to the kid's house and hung out with the kid and everything like that. So that was pretty cool. That was a good thing that came out of the storm. Yeah, Steve's Steve's been a big proponent for the uh, fuck cancer movement. Yep. So that's a, a lot of, a lot of I musicians. Think that's how him and Gold Dust got involved with each other. Is they, he also works with them? Yep. And that's they kind of parlayed Steve Stardust. Yeah, they they kind of parlayed Steven's fam, fandom and fame with Arrow and. Gold Dust Stardust, whatever the fuck his name is, his Gold fame Dust with his WWE, brother. whatever. 
<laughs> I got zero interest in, in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, we can go on for an hour about how bad wrestling is. Actually, dude, it's been. Yeah, we could actually do episode thirty on wrestling if we really wanted to. But on that note, yeah. guys. We don't really want to. No, we really don't want to. I will sit here and make you feel bad because you still watch wrestling. Uh, dude, I, I will watch it till the day I die, just like my grandpa did. But anyway, guys, on that note, uh, we are going to end the show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, you can email the show at thegreenypodcast at, e- at gmail.com. You can find all episodes and video at dayspace.com. Um, thanks for watching the show, guys, and uh, thanks for listening. And hey, let's take a page from Character Crunch. Okay. If you guys got comments on the show, man. Yeah, I'll definitely. Let's see them. Seth, yeah, let's hear from the I'm fans. talking to you, Seth. I'm talking to you. <laughs> yes, Seth. Yes, yeah, Seth. Since I guess you like to call people out from talking about random bullshit that they know absolutely nothing about, that's kind of what our whole fucking podcast is about. Tell me the stuff about the things, man. I want to hear it. Put it on the YouTubes. Tweet me. Yeah. You've been you called out again, Seth. Seth. Seth does not tweet. He does not understand tweet. tweet. Yeah, that makes fucking so don't, don't tweet me. Facebook message me. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Leave a Facebook message. All that good stuff. But uh, we're out of here, guys. Check you later. Later. Peace.